0: Welcome in ladies and gentlemen to week 16 it is championship week this is the we know fantasies contributor podcast my name is brian and today i am joined by cody aka master smithers cody how are we doing today i'm doing great brian how are you i'm doing fantastic and we also have a great guest today he's the boss nate how are we doing today i don't
1: know i'm supposed to follow up that introduction there with uh he's a great guest (laughs) Uh, I guess I'm just a fill in here. You know, our friend, uh, the fantasy mechanic dipped on us because he, uh, got some last second tickets to the flyers game figured he's, he figured the, uh, flyers are more important than us over here. So, uh, <laughs> had to slot in here last second to fill in for him. But no, glad to be here. You know, this is probably our last, you know, scheduled. We know fantasy contributors podcast of the season. So I figured I'd hop on here with the, with the boys here and have a, uh, have a chat about some fantasy football.
0: Yes, we have a great show today. Uh, we got a lot lined up. We're focusing only on Week 16 in the playoffs. We have a whole off season to talk about the next season we're excited for. So we want to focus solely on winning everybody championships. Uh, guys, don't forget to check out the We Know Fantasy website. Uh, don't forget to check out Monday's podcast, the Waiver Wire Wishlist, where Nate and a contributor kind of break down the best waiver wire pickups. Unfortunately, you'll have to wait till next season. Uh, for that but maybe we'll do some special dynasty waiver wires something along those lines and then also check out the um next season the we know fantasy podcast with nate and the fantasy fro they are a great duo great chemistry they really break down a lot of different uh topics you know they do the must start players and also don't forget this sunday to check out the last of the season we know fantasy starts it live stream on twitch.tv slash we know fantasy i will be hosting it i will see you there at ten thirty. cody where can the people find you on social media
2: you can find me on twitter at master smithers
0: and nate where can we find you I can be found on Twitter, Instagram,
1: and Facebook at Weeno Fantasy, and following up there on the uh, live stream thing. Uh, be, be sure to check that out. Uh, this is our this will be our third or fourth week doing this, and each week it gets bigger and bigger. It's a lot of fun. Come chat with us. Not only is Brian hosting it, but a lot of us are in the chat as well. You know, put our input in there as well. So yeah, come out. Be, it's a good time. So be sure to join us this Sunday, 10:30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.
0: Yes, and if you actually watched the live stream Sunday, you would have started A.J. Brown and probably would be in your championship right now. I was hammering it the whole live stream. It was a must start. One guy actually told me later, he said, thank God you said that because I almost sat him and because of that, I'm in the championship. So shout out to him for, uh, you know, giving me that confirmation. Uh, guys, you can find me on Twitter at Brian Wentworth FF. Um, so we're going to get into the first segment. We are going to break down. There's two hot commodities this week in the handcuff world. We have DeAndre Washington of the Oakland Raiders versus the Chargers, and we have Mike Boone of the Minnesota Vikings versus the Packers. We're going to break down. if Our season was riding on one of these two handcuffs. Which one would we roll with? So, Cody, why don't you start us off?
2: Yeah, uh, give me DeAndre Washington from the Oakland Raiders. Uh, You see that Josh Jacobs, he's been ruled out now this week. So that's going to open up the full slate of carries to DeAndre Washington. You saw what he did with that two weeks ago, 14 carries, 53 yards and a touchdown. And he added six catches for 43 yards in the air. Uh, That was with Josh Jacobs out. And he looks like, to me, he should be a solid running back two this week against the L.A. Chargers. Uh, the Chargers, not the greatest against the run. They're t- ranked 22nd against the run. And they've allowed two rush touchdowns to Minnesota last week, who, if you remember, were uh, playing without Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook. So uh, you look at um, the potential here for DeAndre Washington. I like it. I think he is a great guy to get in your starting lineup. If not at RB2, at least, he's got a great flex upside. And uh, I would play him against the la chargers this weekend
1: yeah i'm gonna jump in here and i'm joining cody on this one i'm a i'm a Washington guy over boone boone's you know we still have the question of if alexander madison is going to be healthy he did not practice today uh what to say thursday so the chances are he's not going to play so boone should be the guy to go there in and and uh in that was it monday night game for the uh vikings versus the packers that game is... Is that in Green Bay or is that in Minnesota?
0: Uh, I will pull that up right now for you.
1: Anyways, it's it, it's, it's a very crucial game. A uh, lot right on the game there. I don't think the Vikings have a chance to catch a Packers, but the Vikings still are on that borderline possibility of maybe not making playoffs. Uh, but yeah, like like uh, Cody just said, two weeks ago against the Titans, who are a very similar run defense to the Chargers, who they have this week in Championship Weekend, um... He posted 21.6 fantasy points, and the Titans are 13th against, or, or have a allowed the 13th most fantasy points allowed to running backs. And the Chargers allowed the 11th most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Uh, Washington gets a he gets a boost here again in PPR leagues. He's a PPR uh, monster. I like to say They use that term a lot, but he is. He catches the ball very well at the backfield. Uh, in the chart, in the excuse me, the Raiders love to use their running backs out of the backfield, uh, so expect it to happen. But again you never know what happens in Minnesota. They could just have one of those game scripts where the ball goes completely through the running back. Uh, but I like to assume that the Packers will control that game. Maybe be leading that game and expect Kirk Cousins, try to be through the air.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I like the Washington pick a lot. Um, And I understand, oh, by the way, the game is in Minnesota. Uh, I don't know if that'll change anyone's opinions. It slightly uh, gives me a small edge in mind. But uh, I do really like the DeAndre Washington pick, guys. But I'm going to roll with Mike Boone here, Uh, mainly because I want the offense that came into the season saying, we're going to run the ball. And within like the first three, four, five weeks, they were literally, it was the Dalvin Cook show. Uh, The Packers have allowed, I think, 14 rushing touchdowns on the season. And I know this Minnesota offense is going to roll to the running back the second they get in the red zone. So I think Mike Boone has better touchdown upside. And that's why I'm going to roll with him. I understand there is some risk uh, with Alexander Madison potentially playing. If by Sunday at 12, we don't have confirmation on that status, Unfortunately, I don't think you can start Mike Boone unless you also own Alexander Madison. And in that case, you would roll with Washington. But I like the ceiling of Boone. I think he's attached to the better offense. And with running back, that's really what you want. You want the touchdown opportunities with a running back. So I, I'm for Mike Boone this week. I think he has the higher ceiling of the two. But like I said, if Alexander Madison, we don't have a confirmation on that by Sunday, 12 o'clock, maybe 1230 uh, then, yeah, you, you can't roll with Mike Boone unless you own Madison. But that's my pick.
2: Yeah, I just want to add, too, on the Boone-Madison situation, the Vikings are going to be locked into the playoffs with either a win or a Rams loss. And the Rams play the 49ers on Saturday. So if the Rams would lose that game to the 49ers, then Minnesota would be locked into the playoffs, and I think they're going to rest Alexander Madison probably, and then Boone would get uh, the majority of the work. But, yeah, definitely keep an eye on injury reports, uh, keep an eye on what the Vikings end up saying about uh, Madison, how he's progressing, and, uh, yeah, Boone, uh, not a bad pick, uh, but I'm leaning towards Washington. Yeah, that's one thing. You can't really go wrong with either here, but that's
1: a good point there by Cody uh, the Vikings could very well have the have the champion or not the championship the uh, playoffs locked up at this point hopefully you know the 49ers my 49ers if you know me I'm a 49ers fan uh, have that win after that disappointing loss of the Falcons last week the last second touchdown um, so hopefully they have it locked up at that point at which point they would go Boone there's no chance they would go Alexander Madison you know preserve him for the playoffs you know Dalvin Cook's uh, backup punch there there's no need to play him when you have a uh, Playoffs locked up, and there really is no point of playing him because there's no advancing beyond the sixth seed. Uh, there is you know, there's such a far gap between winning the NFC North beyond what they can do, so they're pretty much just locked into that sixth seed if they are to clinch a playoff spot. So, there really is nothing to do beyond that. So, again, if uh, they are to if the Rams are to lose, again, that is a four that's a four o'clock or no, that's a Saturday night game. That Rams 49ers game is a Saturday night game this week, so you'll know well before. Well, the Sunday night kickoff, the Sunday night, or the Saturday, oh, well, oh, oh, what am I trying to say here? The Sunday slate games, uh, if the Rams did lose that game to really know what's happening there. So that's an advantage there to take note to as
0: well. All right. So for our final segment, or not our final segment, our second segment, uh, these two segments do kind of go hand in hand, though. We are going to do our must start players for the championship week. Uh, we've all picked two players that we would put our season on. Uh, and we're just going to go with it. Cody, why don't you get us started off with your first must-start player for championship week?
2: Yeah, my number one must-start guy here is Miles Sanders, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, if you, uh, I think I mentioned this before, but going into the season, I was pretty low on Miles Sanders. I didn't really uh, didn't really think he would be able to jump in and take the lion's share of the, of the work uh, in the Eagles' backfield, but... Uh, Some injuries here, and he's definitely been proving me wrong lately. Uh, He's been getting the starter's share of the snaps. Um, The Eagles, they went out after Jordan Howard got injured. They signed J.H.I. Jai didn't play a single snap last week, and it looks like Jordan Howard is likely to miss again this week. So Miles Sanders coming off his first 100-yard rushing game of the season last week is definitely a must-play for me. Um, 170 total scrimmage yards last week. He's involved heavily in the passing game. He can break those uh, those screen plays. Uh, he's done that quite a few times this year. And with the Eagles' lack of wide receivers that they have, I expect Wentz to kind of use that checkdown. And uh, I think big games for Ertz and Sanders with the checkdown game um, are coming here. And you got to put Miles Sanders in your starting lineup this week. Uh, I think he's going to have a big game.
1: Yeah, let's not forget to mention, too, that they're playing the Dallas Cowboys here. The Cowboys are to win this game. Uh, you know, the, the the chances for Eagles playoff appearance are over. So they're going to have to pull out all the stops. They'll have to really go for it here. The Philadelphia Eagles, that is, to really go for it. And Sanders right now is arguably their best offensive weapon outside of outside of Ertz and, of course, Wentz outside of his non-quarterback option. Uh, he's been playing very well recently, has scored, let's see, at least 11 or 10.9 points the last four games, fresh off a 35.2 fantasy performance last week against Against Washington, Dallas is pretty decent against the run. They've allowed the nineteenth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Not the best matchup you're looking for there, but again, like Cody said, look for the check downs, look for the uh, you know passes of the backfield, maybe some screens, wheel routes, things of that nature, and I expect Miles Sanders as well to have a very good week.
0: Yeah, after seeing his usage last week, like just watching how like heavenly involved he was, like the the back end zone throw by Wentz he was just heavily involved in the offense and it looks like he's starting to be what the Miles Sanders Truthers wanted him to be all season um it's, i think he can do it another week they don't have a choice uh this is a must win game and they need to pull it out but uh Nate why do not you get us with your first must start player of the week
1: all right my first start my first must start play of the week is raheem moster the san francisco san francisco 49ers um Take this as you will. I'm a 49ers fan, but there's some there's some uh, actual truth behind this. So uh don't don't uh attack me uh right out of the gate here. But uh so the Rams the last time the 49ers played the Rams, they really dashed them on the ground. The Rams have a very run a very poor run defense. They've allowed uh let's see, they've allowed a lot of running a lot of rushing yards over the last few games. They've allowed 400 or 728 rushing yards over the last four games. Again, they have the likes of Ezekiel Elliott and Lamar Jackson in those four games, so take that as you will. But 728 rushing yards the last four games, that's a lot of rushing yards. Doreen Mostert is obviously the 49ers running back to own. The 49ers running back one. They love to use this guy every way they can uh, out of the backfield, passing, rushing. He is a uh, freak. He's burst on the scene as a legitimate star in this league. Um, The 49ers really need to start winning these games. They have two games left. Uh, and they have to win out to, uh, you know, either the difference between a one seed or a five seed in the playoffs. So they have to win out here. This game is crucial. And, uh, you know, last week was kind of a lackluster week for Raheem Mostert. He wasn't really as involved as he has been with about 59 yards from scrimmage, which, you know, previous yards he was doing, you know, 100 plus yards from scrimmage for the last uh, few weeks prior to that. So look for the front hours, get back to the roots, get uh, Raheem of uh, the ball, a lot more uh, this game against the Rams to get this uh, W in the uh, win column so they can uh, you know move on to Seattle, looking to uh, clinch number one seed of the playoffs.
2: Yeah, you know, not that long ago, the San Francisco 49ers backfield was kind of scary if, to put some guys out there. You know, they had that four-headed monster uh, in the beginning of the season with Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., and uh, Matt Breida. But Raheem Mostert, definitely the RB1 right now in San Francisco – uh, three straight games with double-digit carries, four straight games with a rushing touchdown. Um, I think Raheem Mostert is a definite must-start. I like him this week.
0: Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about Raheem Mostert in our next segment. Uh, I do, I do like, uh, Raheem Mostert, um, but we're, we'll, we'll get into that later. I'm gonna get into my first must-start player, and that is Prashad Perryman. Um, obviously I wasn't expecting him to blow up as big as he did last week, um, but he did, and he did it all on six targets while being covered by Darius Slay, who isn't exactly what it used to be, but still, the three touchdowns on five receptions is just insane, and now he's playing Houston, whose secondary is abysmal and has allowed Drew Locke, a rookie, to torch them. Uh, I think Rashad Perryman, with no Chris Godwin and no Mike Evans, is going to have a huge, huge week, um, and it's just, everything's lined up for him to be a league winner this week. Uh, I do think O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait are going to get involved and steal some of those targets, but you're really just looking for, you know, the touchdowns, and I think with the way, way Jameis has been playing, you're getting those, and that's why Rashad Perryman is a
2: must-start. Yeah, you know, uh, Perryman, I was also um, very... I, I wasn't very high on Perryman when, when he was a uh, waiver-wire pickup. Um, you know, I figured there was no way that this guy... Um, you know, he's been around for a while. I figured, you know, he wasn't going to make a huge impact, but the way Jameis Winston's been throwing the ball lately, you know, he's almost a lock for 400 passing yards a game, uh, recently. So, um, yeah, Perryman as a number one receiver for Tampa Bay this week, I like a lot.
1: Yeah, there are actually very few wide receivers this week. I'm playing above Perryman. And if you're a follower of me and ask me questions this week, you'll know that I've been suggesting Perryman left and right so he's pretty much a lock for any lineup at this point for the championship weekend. Wide receiver one for uh the uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers against a Houston Texans defense, which is god awful. Top five uh, you know, for most points allowed to opposing well, wide receivers. Uh you need to put him into your team. This is a defense or this is an offense at one point that had two top five fantasy wide receivers into it that are both now missing. So Perman is now wide receiver one for that team. It's absolutely crazy that you know these questions are still coming in. Do I start Perryman? Yes, get him into your lineup. No question about it.
0: Yeah, I have for full PPR. I have Brashad Perryman at wide receiver sixteen, um, and he's projected to move up. Like I'm looking at it, I would start him over Robert Woods. I would consider starting him over Kenny Galladay, who's going to see Chris Harris Jr. in shadow coverage. There's a lot of guys I would start Brashad Perryman over this week. So we're looking at potentially my wide receiver 14 on the week. If that gives anybody an idea of like how high I personally am on him, but Cody, why don't you get us in with your next, uh, must-start player of the week?
2: Yeah. My second must-start player here is Jacob Hollister tight end for the Seattle Seahawks. And he is facing Arizona this week. Well, that's, that's easy. A, that, that's all you <laughs> need to know. <laughs> that's, Done. That's, really, that's about it. No, but seriously, uh, The Cardinals defense is just terrible against tight ends, and uh, they've allowed 15 touchdowns to tight ends in 15 games this season. Just absolutely ridiculous. You look at some of the tight ends that they've struggled to cover. uh, These are tight ends that have scored two touchdowns against the Arizona Cardinals this season. Greg Olson, Ross Dwelly, Ricky Seals-Jones. Then you look at the tight ends that have had 100-yard games against the Arizona Cardinals this season. T.J. Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, Austin Hooper, Tyler Higbee. You know, Jacob Hollister is better than some of these guys that I just named on this list. And I really honestly think that this is going to be a huge game for Hollister. I think Seattle is going to attack uh, Arizona's weakness here. And you look at the first meeting between these teams, which was uh, Will Disley was still playing tight end for Seattle at that time. And Disley had seven catches for 57 yards and a touchdown. So if they use Hollister like they used Disley in the first uh, first matchup between these two teams, I can see a big game for Jacob Hollister and a tight end that you definitely want in your lineup.
1: Yeah, and again with my mention of the, of the 49ers with uh, Moster as an argument of a must start, the Seahawks need to win out as well to you know clinch a one seed for the playoffs. So they need to do exactly what they need to do as the 49 need to do with to win the game. But uh, I'm going to go a little off course here. I'm going to throw another question in the loop here for you guys. I'm facing this question a lot. You know, the likes of Jacob, Jacob Hollister. But uh, what about Tyler Higby? What do you guys think about this guy? He, he's he been really blown up on the scene, but he's played the Cardinals, who have allowed the first most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Then he played Seattle, who allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Then he played Dallas, who allowed the seventh, where he posted 23.7, 18.6, and 23.1 fantasy points. But it's the 49ers this week who have allowed the – 30th most fantasy points or the 30th least amount of fantasy points to opposing uh wide receivers. So they're about what is it, the second or third best uh, against the tight end. Are you uh are you high on Tyler Higby? Is this a, is this a uh he just got high all right time against the uh against good defenses or bad defenses against a tight end, or is he the real deal?
2: Up until last week, I would have told you that it was just a fluke. I would have told you that. Higby uh coming in and, and catching seven passes a game was unrealistic and it it wasn't gonna continue but after last week's 12 catch one hundred eleven yard performance against Dallas um I think it's I think it's legit and he's obviously only a must play if Gerald Everett's out I haven't looked at the Rams uh injury report lately to see if if everett's gonna miss again but if Everett is out of the game I think you have to play Higby I think the way that He's been uh, playing recently, and the targets that he's seeing, I think you have to play him. And I think, uh, I think, uh, yeah, he's got to be in your lineup even against San Francisco.
0: Yeah, I. Um, so a big, a big part of it is Gerald Everett has been out, um, and I feel like Cooper Cup he's been seeing a a subtraction in work, and a lot of people think that's because he's battling an injury that we don't know about. And if that's true, then if you watch the game, like Higby has becomes Goff has become Goff's new safety blanket. Uh, and I think it's not necessarily like he he he's the player to do it. It's just the the volume is just there because of Gerald Everett and Cooper cup dealing with what they're dealing with. um If Everett's out, uh we've seen the 49ers get beat by tight ends. so I think it is very possible that we could see another big game from Higby, especially because when you think about it, the Rams need to win this game too against the 49ers so they have to pull out all the stops and if that is higby and maybe they found some weakness in the 49ers defense you know the saints at least and they see that on film we could very well see another big game from higby the problem with this though is you have to decide saturday and that's what makes it tough uh because it is a i believe it's like a four o'clock or maybe it's the primetime saturday game it is yeah, a saturday I think it's game. eight o'clock it's, it's the nighttime the, the cap
1: of the saturday night game
0: right we will know by then if Everett is ruled out or not. Obviously, if well, Everett right now out... he doesn't
1: have a he doesn't have a designation at this point, Everett is not.
0: Right. Um, if Everett is playing, though, you can't you can't confidently start Higby. That's that's my only concern because when both of them have missed time this season, the other has done amazing. But when they're both in, they both essentially split the work. It seems, and that's going to be a huge problem. So if Everett does play, which you've said he doesn't have an injury designation, I don't think you can confidently start Higby.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Before I move on here, do you have anything to say about uh, our main man
0: Hollister here, Brian? Um, so I uh, I do a tight end streamer article every week. Um, and one thing I noticed when I was doing it is Jacob Hollister's ownership percentage actually dropped below fifty percent because he's had a couple bust games in the past few weeks. So I just wanted to make a note: look out there. There's a 50% chance that you can get him for championship week and I know a lot of people have finally had to move on from Evan Ingram are probably disappointed in the re-emergence of Austin Hooper which has not been what we thought it would be you know Greg Olson will be back but I don't know if you could start him maybe you were relying on Ian Thomas Jacob Hollister is probably out there and you need to be looking right now
1: that is a good fact but moving on to my second uh, must-start part of the week I'm going with My man, Jameis Winston, if you know me at all, if you follow this page at all, if you know the fantasy fro, if you know our podcast, we're both big fantasy football, Jameis Winston truthers. And there is a reason for that. Jameis Winston right now has a top five fantasy football quarterback. Last two games, 37.74 fantasy points against the Colts and 33.72 fantasy points against the Lions. This week gets the Texans with a third who allowed the third most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this is ideal championship weekend again it's one of the best uh defenses to go against for for a quarterback i know his, his weapons aren't there but like uh, cody mentioned he's pretty much a locker 400 plus yards each week uh you know the interceptions are going to come but i think it's something like he's second in the league in in uh passing yards touchdowns and first in league interceptions which is kind of mind blowing to think about but this is a team that's that's uh, going to throw the ball no matter what. tap what's happening, uh, no matter who's out there, no matter who's catching the ball. James, w- James Winston Winston's going to be fired on all cylinders against this Texans defense, which is god awful in the secondary. So fire James Winston up, and if there's a chance you have James Winston on your on your uh, roster, there's a good chance that you're in the finals right now. So if you have James Winston, he is a must start.
2: Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, you look at the numbers he's put up lately, nine hundred, over 900 passing yards and nine touchdowns in the last two weeks. It's just unbelievable. You can't bench him now, even with Mike Evans out, even with Chris Godwin out. You got to roll with Jameis Winston. Um, chances are, if you have him, he got you to the championship the way that he's played the last two weeks. So you can't bench him now. You got to stick with him um, despite the lack potential lack of weapons uh, this week
0: yeah a lot of people don't uh realize too he's fighting for a contract too he's trying to prove that he can still be the bucks franchise quarterback and i think we've seen that over the like the last few weeks he's finally started to mold a bit better the turnovers are still there but they've gone down and the touchdowns have gone up he's playing out of his mind right now and he has a cake matchup i'm all for this Jameis winston love and uh my final pick of the week is i i know Not a lot of people want to start him in their fantasy championship, but I got to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick in the two-a-bowl, which isn't really the two-a-bowl anymore. The Bengals are pretty much locked up. They're getting Joe Burrow, but I'm going with Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Bengals. We are about to see two awful defenses against middle-range, could-be-good offenses. This is going to be a mess of a game, and I am all here for it. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been playing better and it's just Ryan Fitzpatrick and you have to roll with it the the Bengals defense is atrocious and Miami's defense is atrocious I can't find any other reason to tell you but you have to start Ryan Fitzpatrick he has Devonte Parker he has Mike gasecki the weapons are there and the offense has looked better without Caleb balaj he was a problem and now he's gone so this is This all lines point to starting Ryan Fitzpatrick. I have him at quarterback 11 this week. I have him as a top 12 play. I'm not starting him over Jameis, but I am starting Ryan Fitzpatrick and I am all here for it.
2: Yeah, definitely a great streaming option. uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, multiple touchdown passes in three of the last four games. And uh, yeah, he's he's been playing well. He's, you know, this game is going to be a total dumpster fire and it's going to be a shootout. And uh, you know, Fitzpatrick, if you need a guy, he's he, he can be your guy for sure. I think using the term dumpster fire is
1: kind of generous for this
2: game that's coming up here. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, if you're if you're a fan of the B team, if you've read the article that comes out in the, on our uh, website every Saturday night, you know, we we use fi- Ryan Fitzpatrick often in the last few weeks. He's been slinging the ball. Well, Bengals are God awful against the pass against on, against everything on the defense. But yeah, uh, it's pretty safe to assume that if you need a quarterback, if you've been streaming this entire season, if you some if for some reason you're in the championship and still have a quarterback option, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick could be your guy that could carry you to the championship, which is weird to say, honestly.
0: Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick is one of those players where the numbers don't matter. You don't use stats and numbers to back him up. Because he defies all of that, the matchup could be the best in the world, and he will do the worst. He's always been that player. I don't have, I can't give you numbers. I just have to tell you Ryan Fitzpatrick is a must-start. But we're going to get into our last segment. We all pick two players. These are our must-sit players for the championship. We, these are players that we're comfortable putting on our bench, knowing that a title
2: is around the corner for. So Cody, who is your first sitting player? Yeah, my number one must-sit this week is Cooper Cup. And we just touched on him a little bit earlier when uh, Nate had brought up uh, Tyler Higby, but he seems to kind of fallen out of favor in the Rams' offense. Cooper Cup, and uh, you know Brian mentioned maybe he's battling through an injury that uh, is is nagging him a little bit and slowing him down, and that could be. You know I, I haven't heard anything about that, but that could definitely be the case. And he he's just been struggling lately. You know he doesn't have a a single 100-yard game since week eight. Uh, The only thing that's been keeping him partially fantasy relevant has been his three-game touchdown streak, and he scored that really late garbage-time touchdown against Dallas last week that kind of saved his day. Um, He's caught every target that's gone his way in the last three weeks, but that's only been 14 total targets over a three-game span. Um, You look at the last time that uh, the Rams played – uh, San Francisco, he was he had four catches for 17 yards. That's not going to get done in a championship um, week here where you need uh, your guys to to have great games. Uh, just Cooper Cup, I'm not starting him in any leagues this week uh, that I'm in, in, in any championship matchups. Um, it's kind of sad to say, you know, I really like Cooper Cup. I think he's a really talented player, but this is just not the week that you want him in your lineup.
1: Yeah, I have to agree here. It's hard to say because the first half of the season he was on pace to be, you know, have one heck of a fantasy football season. It was hard to say he at this point in the season that you would bench him, but at this point you have to. The 49ers, you know, Richard Sherman's back, so he's going to see some Sherman coverage, um, who is on a mission this season. Um, and this 49ers secondary is fantastic. The pass rush is fan- phenomenal. And yeah, I'm not playing Cooper Cup myself in any league down in the finals, so I'm with you Cody.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I have him currently at wide receiver 19 in full PPR, uh, and I'm considering changing that. Uh, I currently have him over guys like Terry McLaurin, Michael Gallup, Adam Thielen, Jarvis Landry, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is a guy I'm considering starting over him, so I think I need to make some changes to my rankings, but I definitely agree. Nate, why don't you give us your player you're sitting this week?
1: All right, so the first person I'm sitting here is a guy you probably took in the first or early second round. That's Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, no surprise here. He's averaged 47.4 yards seven games against top 10 defenses and he has a Baltimore defense this week which is very good against the pass he's gonna see uh, gonna see a lot of great uh, coverage this week uh, there's no, no chance that he's gonna get a lot of looks his way Jarvis Landry will get the uh, better of the you know better of the looks as, as, as normally as he does uh, it, it's been a struggle Marcus Peters is gonna be on OBJ this 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 game uh, you know it, there's nothing more to say about this. It's it's obvious. Uh, it's been a struggle here for this first year in in, in Cleveland for uh, o- Odell. Uh, this this whole experiment they've been trying to put together has been a, has been a full, full, full reference back to a phrase used a dumpster fire, um, <laughs> but it hasn't been working out. Now I know last week I was kind of high on OBJ. I thought he'd have a good week, but he did not. Uh, so I have to I have to go with OBJ bench him. It's hard to bench a guy you took in the first or second round of the physical draft, but
2: you have to. There's no way you can roll this guy out for your for your finals. I agree with that hundred uh, percent. you think about Odell Beckham Jr.'s season as a whole, and it's just a total disappointment. And when you look at the last time they played Baltimore, which is who they played this week, it was actually his worst game of the season. Uh, he was targeted seven times and only had two catches for 20 yards, so four PPR fantasy points. Um, definitely not worth a start. Definitely uh, another guy that I'm leaving on my bench this week.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. If there was any week to start him, it was last week against Arizona, and he didn't even perform then. So if you if you couldn't start him then, why could you start him now? I it Does he have the potential to go off for 30 points? Of course, he's Oda Beckham Jr. Do I think he will? No, and that's why I'm sitting him. Uh, my guy, first guy I'm sitting is actually DK Metcalf. Um, he's going to be seeing Patrick Peterson in coverage this week, who hasn't had his best year, but he's been okay. And a lot of the guys who beat him are really like skilled route runners. And Metcalf is. Not that. I mean, Metcalf is good and I'm excited to see what he does in the league, but I feel like there's going to be better options for Russell Wilson. He can go to Jacob Hollister. He can go to Tyler Lockett. They're going to be able to run the ball with Chris Carson. I don't think it's going to be a big week for DK Metcalf. Now, he should see a few targets, more targets come his way with uh, the Josh Gordon suspension, but I I just can't personally roll him out there championship week. I know he's been a great fantasy asset. I'm really excited for him for the future, uh, but I just don't think championship week is the week for him.
2: I I might have to disagree a little bit here. Um, I mean, I don't think he's a must-start guy, but uh, you got to remember, too, here, Josh Gordon not going to be with Seattle anymore, so that's just going to free up some targets. Um, You look at what he's done here recently, um, 6-for-75 against Minnesota, 6-for-78 against the Rams. Uh, He had a touchdown last week. Um, I don't think he's... A wide receiver two, he's probably closer to a flex, but I would say DK Metcalf maybe a flex with some upside this week. Uh, in my opinion, anyway.
1: Yeah, when you're playing the Cardinals, you have that flexibility. Again, I don't know if he's a must-sit. There are definitely better options out there. Uh, especially I want to say a wide receiver two. He may fall wide receiver three by default if you don't have a better option out there or a flex of those type of leagues, but yeah, it's not ideal to play him. There are definitely better options, but it's not like it's the worst uh, option in the world to, to, to slide DK Metcalf into your this week.
0: Yeah, so I have him in that wide receiver 30 range, so right in that uh, like wide receiver 3 territory. Uh, I just think if you could find like maybe an Anthony Miller or let me find other guys I have in his area. Uh, Will Fuller, he might be out there. He's a guy I would consider starting. Uh, you know, guys in that range, Mike Williams, I would start like those are kind of guys I would be starting over him right now. So I think you should sit him, but I don't want you to force sit him. And that's going to be a trend with both of my guys, uh, just so we can get that out there now. But Cody, why don't you give us your next player you're sitting this week?
1: Well, well, quickly, qu- real quick, I was going to say, Brian, you want to elaborate more about what you're doing here with your sit players? You're not really talking about guys like you don't want to really a force to sit you guys you're talking more about uh players that people may be higher on that you are lower on right
0: i think i think people because when people are looking at their lineups they're like oh like i gotta see this guy's been a must start all season i don't think that means he's a must start right now and that's why i'm putting him in my must sit category um now i want i do want to be clear so like dk metcalf if you don't have a better option don't force yourself into like i don't know like flexing another tight end. Obviously, you still want to flex DK Metcalf. You want to go with the receiver over flexing a tight end, but I don't think he's in that must-start territory. That's kind of what I'm doing with my guys. Gotcha. Yeah, Cody, why don't you uh, take us off?
2: Yeah, and I kind of have a similar situation here uh, with my second guy, and that's Allen Robinson. You look at what he's done lately, and you would think, well, why would I want to sit this guy? Uh, Double-digit targets in three of the last four. He's got four touchdowns in the last four weeks, but he's facing the number two pass defense in Kansas City this week. Kansas City hasn't allowed multiple touchdown receptions to the wide receiver position since week four. So I have a feeling that you know, even though Kansas City doesn't necessarily necessarily have that one lockdown corner uh, that faces off against these uh, number one options on other teams, I think. Uh, I think Robinson is going to be a tough play this week. You look at how Anthony Miller has been involved in the Bears offense lately, uh, and I think he might be a better play than Robinson this week. Uh, Two of the last three weeks, Miller has had 100 yards receiving. He's had double-digit targets in three of the last five weeks. So I'm kind of leaning Anthony Miller over Allen Robinson this week. Um, You know, like I said, it's tough to sit Allen Robinson. I'm doing it. Uh, I might regret it. I guess we'll see. But uh, yeah, Allen Robinson is my second uh, must sit player this week.
1: Yeah, this is one of those where we may have to agree to disagree here, because in his last two games, he played the Cowboys and the and the Packers, who are who are fairly good against the pass. They're not, you know, they're not they're not uh, poor against the pass in any means. And he has posted twenty one point eight against Dallas and fifth and nineteen point five against. Uh, Green Bay, I know that Kansas City is a lot better in the past than those two teams, but it gets it done. And, uh, you know, the, the the Browns are, or not the Browns, the Bears are playing a lot better than they have. Mitchell Trubisky is finally getting going a little bit. And, uh, you know, I guess volume is key here. I know his last two games and those two I mentioned was a 12 targets total or top 12 receptions total. But uh, let's see. If I can do math here, which is uh, real hard, 22 targets total, so 11 11 targets per game essentially is what he's seeing, which is pretty good. So uh, I like to play Robinson, but, again, you're going with that, you know, what Brian's been describing here about uh, someone that people will assume is a must-start, but you're describing may have a tough matchup or a tough week outing for them this week.
2: Exactly, yeah. I'm uh, I'm lowering my expectations on Allen Robinson. I might not – uh, necessarily, you know, it, it depends who you have. It definitely depends who you have. You know, you, know, you don't replace him with a, a, a worse, a uh, much worse option, you know, but, but yeah, Alan Robinson fading him this week. And, and like I said, uh, the leagues that I have him in, I'm actually benching him. Uh, we'll see what happens. Would you start Rashad Perryman over him?
0: Absolutely. Every day yes. of the week. Yep. All right. So we kind of, we're kind of picking like where that range he would be in. All right. So we're all kind of like, Yeah. All right, so Nate, why don't you give us your uh, must sit player?
1: All right, so I'm staying on that Bears side of the of the uh, of the spectrum, I guess. I'm going David Montgomery here. He's averaged three point five yards per carry. That's what I catch him to this week. I know he's averaged. Uh, let's see, I think it's like fifteen fifteen attempts per game. But the Chiefs, that which is weird because this, is, this matchup here with the Chiefs is a good matchup. The Chiefs have allowed. Uh, well, let's see. They've they're allowed the fifth most fancy points to opposing running backs and five point yard five yards per carry to opposing running backs, which is you know, which is a matchup you look for. This is what you want, you know, your David Montgomery to do. But David Montgomery has uh he uh only played 43% of snaps last week, which was his lowest since week one of his rookie season uh this year against uh Green Bay. Um, he is not doing well. Uh, he hasn't topped 50 yards in the last, I think seven weeks or something like that. He, uh, it's just not going well. I know there's a lot of hype behind this guy when the season started and this hype may still trickle through the season. He has had a few good weeks and the matchup looks there when you load, you know, you load your Yahoo or your ESPN, and that green that green number pops up at you and it shows you that the Chiefs have allowed the fifth most fancy points to oppose your running backs, and it intrigues you. And the number there, the projection number is real high. Don't fall into that trap because David got Montgomery's not playing high or not playing well recently. It's uh yeah, he has not exceeded 50 total yards. This is between passing yards or receiving yards and rushing yards in uh two of the last seven games. So in five of his last seven games, he is not top 50 total yards. So don't fall in the trap. Don't see that number. Don't see that
2: green figure and automatically put David Montgomery into your championship lineup. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing here on Montgomery. You definitely have to sit him uh, six weeks in a row without a rushing touchdown. And over those six weeks, he hasn't had more than two receptions in a game. So if you're playing PPR or half PPR, you definitely can't play him. He definitely has no value in uh, that scenario and you look at the matchup with the chiefs um the chances are the bears are going to be playing from behind and if the bears are playing from behind you're going to see a lot of Tariq Cohen you're going to see him a lot more than David Montgomery um and you know like Nate said the the production is just not there Montgomery has been getting touches um he's had double digit touches um well you, you look at what he's done. he's had at least 13 touches uh in every game since week seven so I mean yeah you just can't put him in your lineup uh the the cards I think are stacked against him this week um I definitely would sit David Montgomery
0: yeah usually if you could sign me up for a guy who's getting like 13 to 15 carries you know you'd think that's an automatic must start but he's not getting the touchdowns he's had one touchdown since week nine where he had two it's it's not been good for David Montgomery it's mainly because the Chicago offense isn't very good and mitch is starting to play better so he's been throwing for touchdowns more so i just don't see it with david montgomery i understand the matchup's really good i have him in that rb3 range uh i'm personally not starting him i would start deandre washington and mike boone over him which actually leads into my final uh sitting player of the week and i know nate had him as a must start i'm gonna go with raheem Mostert. uh the reason why i'm doing this is because outside of zeke elliott and uh Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. The Rams have been decent against the run. Uh, Decent enough where I don't think 13 carries is going to give you good fantasy production. Especially without the touchdown. Without the touchdown last week, uh, Raheem Mostert's day was actually kind of disappointing. And they were using Tevin Coleman more. Um, So I don't see Raheem Mostert as a must start. I do have him at running back 23. So I'm not saying just straight out sit him if you, you can find like a Patrick Lard. I would not be starting him. Um, So Raheem Mostert is still a fine start. I would still consider like if I could pick up Mike Boone or Alexander Madison, whichever handcuff does start for the Vikings, if I could pick up DeAndre Washington, I would be starting those guys over Raheem Mostert because the matchup for them is literally borderline top five. The Rams are middle of the pack and it's kind of been inconsistent. So I would be really curious to see what does happen Saturday. Uh, But personally, I don't know if I can roll Raheem Mostert out this week and I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on it.
2: Yeah, I kind of touched on this uh when Nate brought, brought him up earlier, but I think uh I think you do play Raheem Mostert this week. Uh you know, the Rams are coming off of a game where they allowed not only Zeke Elliott but also Tony Pollard to rush for 100 yards. Um and then you look at uh, Raheem Mostert here lately, what did I say? He's on a four-game touchdown streak and a three-game uh three-game streak with double-digit carries. Um I, I I like Mostert. I think I don't think you can sit him. I think Mostert is a guy that can definitely be in lineups this week if you need him.
1: Yeah, and to, to bounce back then the Tevin Coleman statement by Brian, they did they they did play the Falcons who let go of Coleman, who arguably may have outplayed Devontae Freeman there in his time in Atlanta. So maybe in like an aspect of you know, a revenge game of using Coleman more than a Mostert to see if, you know, that, you know, that could carry him to more success of that nature. But yeah, I already said what I need to say about Mostert. And I think he has
0: a great week this week. Yeah, that's probably one we're all going to, we're all going to have different stances on. Uh, and that's fine because that's the beautis, beauty of fantasy. And I, I did, I did think about the revenge game narrative. Uh, that is very possible. Um but that's it for our show. Those are our segments. Uh, again, make sure you check out WeKnowFantasy.com. And remember, for next season, we do have the waiver wire wish list. We do have the we know Fantasy podcast featuring the Fantasy Pro. And this Sunday, the last one of the season, week 16, start, sit, live stream with me. Nate
2: will be in the chat. Cody, are you going to join us in the chat? Uh, yeah, you know, I haven't made it to one yet, but I was going to try to make it this week. So we'll see uh, how my morning plays out, and hopefully I can join you guys. Yeah, it'll be a great time. I play music in the background. You know, I answer
0: DFS questions too. So please make sure you check all that out. Remember, make sure to check Cody out on Twitter at Master Smithers, uh, Nate on all platforms at We Know Fantasy, and I'm on Twitter at Brian Wentworth FF. But good luck, everybody. Championship week. We're out of here.